You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. It's the Flame Central Podcast powered by Alcova Mortgage. Matt is like apparently on vacation, but still working hard. The Matt Warner we all know. He's always winning is what he's doing. I don't care where he's at. He's winning right now. He might be in a basement, winning in the basement. <laughs> or right. or he just doesn't trust us to do this show yeah, uh, by ourselves. He used to, but Emily, I think we've Emily lost said, all. <laughs> yeah, Emily said, I don't know if I can do this by myself with Joe. I said, whatever you need, Emily, I'm here for you. I'll, I'm willing to help thank out. You, you thank you. You better tell you. me that yeah. people like me. Flames and love you and you're special, you. whatever. Um, we have a lot to react to on this week's Flame Central uh, podcast powered by Alcova Mortgage. The Flames pick up their first road win under the Jamie Chadwell era, taking down Buffalo. I don't know if you saw Big the post-game win. celebration in this one, yeah. but if Chad good. Scott doesn't want to be a head strength and conditioning coach anymore, yeah. he can move to Spain and run <laughs> with the Bulls and should, do. You know what? He'd be a great guy to run with the Bulls. That's oh a my good gosh! Idea. I definitely like Chad. Jump I'm going to take back. you up on that. Me and you in Spain, <laughs> running with the Bulls. <laughs> Let's do it. It's a matador, right? Is what those yeah, are called? Matador. Yeah, a matador. I yeah. bet I could talk 100, 100, and I would pay for it too. I bet I could talk Chad Scott not only to run with the Bulls, but to get in the ring with the Bulls and do the whole sword in the back kind of stuff. Well, that's what he did on Saturday after the Flames victory. Let's talk about our takeaways, but we have a lot to get to. Like I said, we have Flames Fantasy League um, update. We'll preview FIU. Some bloodbath comments coming from the field hockey pitch. We have a lot to to break down. But first, let's go with Matt Warner all the way in Kansas City, Missouri, with his initial takeaway on this uh, victory. Hey, Matt, what's the giant squirrel in the background there? (laughs) What is that thing? thing? Who knows? I'm in the basement right now hiding. I mean, what is is that thing? The the folks want to know. (laughs) I have no idea. Matt, he's lying. Just please give us your takeaway. Let's Uh, talk football. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my big takeaway was, and we touched on a little bit last week, is that Liberty's showing they can win in a lot of different ways. You have, you know, Vaughn Blue go out with injury. You have Cooley and Lucas dinged up. And Liberty says, okay, we're just going to stretch the field. We're just going to utilize these weapons on the outside and beat you that way. And, and that's something that, you know, we've been waiting for Smoot to show up, right? We'd heard so much about him in camp and see how, he, how he had so much potential. You saw that show up. C.J. Daniels is still a beast. Trayon Sibley continues to produce week in and week out. And so that's the exciting thing for me. If teams are going to be like, okay, we're going to try to take away the run or slow down the run game. Well, now you see you've got, number one, a quarterback who can beat you down the field. Jamie Chadwell, after the game, said he has an elite arm, the best he's probably ever been around as a coach. And then you see the weapons on the outside starting to show up as well. Like, pick your poison. How are you going to stop this Liberty offense right now? You know, nobody's been able to either on either side, whether it's the run game or or now throwing the football. Uh, Salter's been better than I think any of us could have expected coming into the year. Yeah, four different Liberty receivers picking up um, a touchdown in that game. So really, really great to see. Um, th- when we look on the defensive side, Jamie Chadwell said after the game, you know, we really want to play four complete quarters. I don't think our defense has done that yet. You know, too many penalties. I think they finished with 10. So what can you take away from the defensive performance in this win? Yeah, the defense had showed at times, right? Like, hey, we can, we can dominate the football game. It was just a couple spurts there 
where it, it got away from it. Now, give, give give Buffalo credit. They they fought hard, especially near the in the late into the second quarter when it was getting away from them, and they were able to battle their way back in it with some, you know, especially receiver play. It's made some big plays. But I think defensively, it's like they've shown those signs of total dominance. Now, the hard part is this. This, I think, is the hard part. When you have an offense that is as explosive as Liberty is becoming and Caden is playing as well as he's playing, and like Matt said, you're getting so much improvement, so much better play from the receiver position. You, I said early on, like, hey, this thing may take some time. Well, I think the time's up. Like, they're, they're, they're rolling. I thought, I thought yeah. it might take, you know, they might have to struggle through some games and win on defense. But, I, but I really, they, their offense is rolling. So I think the hard part defensively is when you know you're going to score a lot of points. Can you maintain that side of the ball where it's like, you know what? I don't care how many points we score. We are going to dominate, right? You have to have that attitude. And it's hard to have that attitude when you have a very dominant offense. Mm -hmm. So sooner or later, though, you're going to run into a team that you're going to get in a dogfight with. So you have to come in with that every possession, every down. We, we, we are going to make the stops and we are going to become a dominant defense no matter what the offense does. Yeah, and it seems like it's always around the same time frame, right? Like coming out of half, that's when the defense is locked in. And, it, and they were asked about this after the game about um, some of the players and Shadwell. Like it, it, what's going on at halftime? Like what's the message that they're, they're getting across at halftime? Because it seems like they're coming out after that and, and just locking in. Yeah, I mean, credit the coaching staff. If it's adjustments, if that's what it is that they're making, then great. If it's just like, uh, hey, okay, let's take a breath. Now we've seen how they're trying to attack us. Now we can settle in. Whatever whatever the case, you, you like seeing that in the back half of games, the way that they've responded. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with Joe, too, because you're right. Because think about a lot of great offenses we've seen, whether it's at the NFL level or college football over the years. When you know you have an explosive offense and explosive quarterback, I think as a defense, sometimes you feel like, Eh, if we give up a couple of touchdowns, we'll be all right. We're going to score a bunch, and it's easy to kind of just maybe lose focus here or there. But I'll say this, too. Like, in this day and age, and Liberty did a great job against the run against Buffalo, which which was awesome. We hadn't seen that from them yet, and Buffalo hasn't been a good running football team either. But Yeah, held them to age, just 87 yards on the ground. Yeah, this day and age, if you'd rather pick a side on what you're really good at, I think it would rather be against the pass because that's what we see so often, you know, in college football teams slinging it around the yard. And right now, Liberty, like, man, you got linebackers that are, that are what picking off, you know, you Dupree with two of them. You had Jolly a game with two of them. Like you've got athletes out there that make it really tough in the passing game. And we've seen that at what they lead the nation in, in interceptions. Go ahead, Joe. Do, were you going to comment on that? Yeah. I mean, no, just like to play a little bit of Matt saying this is once again, I just, I think that, when they come out in the second half and they know that offense is going to score points, when you play a team like a Western Kentucky that's coming up, some of these teams that are yeah, coming down yeah. the road, sooner or later you're going to face somebody mm -hmm. that is going to stop you, and you have to be mentally prepared. And I think you're starting to see that in the second half. You have to be mentally prepared to be able to say, okay, it's time for us to, to lace, up the, lace up the cleats a little bit little bit tighter and do our, do our job on our side of the ball. Yeah, and allowing 10 penalties and letting yeah. teams stay in the game and against a Western Kentucky team in, in a higher competition, like with higher competition. Go ahead, Matt. The exciting thing, too, is we talk about on the defensive side how little experience a lot of these guys had coming into the year. I mean, you got like a freshman like T.J. Bush that's playing a ton. you got young guys. You're seeing growth from them, mm -hmm. and you're winning at the same time. Right. And it's a lot easier always... to clean up that stuff right. when you're winning games. And that doesn't always go hand in hand. You don't yeah. you don't make those strides 
all the time and result in the in a win. Sometimes you take your lumps early on and then you're better down the stretch. Like it's exciting that they're continuing to grow while Liberty is winning. So imagine, imagine we always talk about whenever Kendy Charles comes back, what could that do for this defense? Right. Well, imagine how much better they could be on the back half of this schedule when these young guys aren't really freshmen anymore. They have a lot of snaps under their belt. Yeah, and there, there's that depth there on the D-line. So hopefully we'll get Kendy. If it's not FIU, there's a, a bye week. And then coming on the other side Let's of the go, bye, Kendi. it's that Thursday, yeah. October 5th game. So hopefully he'll be back on the line by then. Speaking of injuries, okay, we heard Matt say it early, and uh, Coach Chadwell touched on it in the uh, post-game press conference. Vaughn Blue went down. I don't know exactly what the injury is or that timetable, but the good thing is there is that depth in the running back room, but not as many touches for Cooley. Uh, but what are your what's your concern level? Because we, we talked from um, – Coach Isaac, that uh, Newland, that there are, what, five guys in that yeah. room that he really feels confident about. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame to see that happen to, to Vaughn, who, like I said, you don't know the extent of the injury, but still, you know, like he's such a promising, like that his ability to catch the ball in the backfield, his ability to run the ball, you know, all the things that you're looking for in running back in this specific type of offense. So, and, you know, freshman year, you know, you hate to see that happen to him, but hopefully he'll get back and, you know, get back in lineup. But, from a you know from a position standpoint, that that is a spot that they have a lot of depth and a lot of good players, and so you know and the other big part of it too is as the as the passing game has improved so much and you see how well Caden's playing that then you know you're not going to have to rely so heavily on the running game because you know like if you if you make people spread out and defend the pass then you're going to be able to run the football with the guys that we have so. Hell, having Caden playing as well as he's playing right now. And another big part of this, too, guys, I'm going to get credit for him, Matt said a little bit, is is how much the receiver – we had so many question marks at the receiver I know, position. because of those you know, injuries yeah, like, early yeah, on, All right. the injuries are on, but guys like C.J. Daniels, Smoot, you know, Sibley has played so well. Noah Frith made some plays. So, I mean, there is some depth across the receiver board. So, you got to give you got to give credit to, you know, a guy like – does. you don't hear his name often, but, you know, Tony Washington, the wide receivers coach, is doing a really good job with those guys, and they're playing a lot better. Don't forget about those tight ends. Austin Henderson oh, yeah. got his yeah. this, this week, too. Matt, well, go ahead. And a name to keep in mind, too, with the running back position is Aaron Bedgood, who we saw take an option yeah. right. down the sideline for a long touchdown. He played some running back at Coastal as well as receiver. They've shown that they're okay trying to use him a little bit in that option game uh, as well. So he's another guy that could factor in uh, to the rushing attack for the Flames if, they, if, if say, uh, uh, Cooley or uh, uh, Lucas are a little bit more banged up than, than maybe it appeared like. He's another guy that could probably factor in there as well. So bringing back Bedgood, it, what's so cool about him is that not only was he in understanding this offense from the running back uh, position, but also the wide yeah. receiver. He can uh, help any of these other guys that are, you know, not picking up this offense as quickly. There's just so many benefits to having him on this roster. I yeah. think we're going to do a little story on him because – he used to work at State Farm selling insurance and chat and, and the How coaching. About that? Look, it, it's kind he of wore, like your your wore, look right now. Yeah, it's a little the bit like my khakis yeah, the khakis and the red polo. That's how they should start his it. feature. I love you know? It. Hi, my name. He wanted he was actually wanting to sponsor our podcast. And we said, Well, I don't know. You know, we kind of have Alcova right now. <laughs> but then, then he ended up coming back to play. Yeah, it all so worked out. But the contract, all, all but the, the yeah. Alcova mortgage yeah. contract is, you know, ironclad. It's an ironclad contract. Uh Caden Salter, 340. 44 yards through the air, five touchdowns, 66 Woo! on the ground, a touch, a rushing touchdown as well. Well, what can you say what? about Caden Salter? What? I mean, hold on, Matt. Can I, Matt, Matt, can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
Do we still yeah. have a quarterback controversy right now on the mountain? I don't think so. You I don't, don't think even so. get me started, Matt. I'm I not going so. to say things that we say off the record. Do, but yeah. you, going into the season, I'm, yeah. I'm just not going to even bring it up. Go ahead and tell me sure. what you can say about Caden Salter and his performance through uh, these first three games. You know, it's – I've thought about this. i thought about this a lot, obviously. That's because, good. That's because, what you're supposed to do when you're because, preparing for a podcast. Because yeah. – <laughs> Glad you're actually thinking beforehand and not during, but go ahead. Please let me know when you're finished. Are we done now? We were. I was actually a little worried about the chemistry with Matt being so far away, know. you know, zooming in. But here we are. The chemistry just so picking up. There's only so much I can do from here. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to be serious for a minute. That's hard. Okay. That's hard to do. Um, yeah, no, you, you see – it was good to have that battle between Jonathan Bennett and Caden Salter throughout, you know, spring through the camp to really, but you have seen Caden really step up and develop into the quarterback that he is now. And I think so much of that goes back to the, which I really believe. And I don't know the details of it, how they do it, obviously, but I think there is a very, what this staff, what Willie Korn, Jamie Chadwell, do really, really well from developing the quarterback position is they simplify it early on, do a great job of teaching the fundamentals, do a great job of teaching his mechanics, do a great job of giving things that are going to help him to be successful, and then just as he gets better, just adding a little bit more, a little bit more, right. a little bit more until you start. And then I think what they started to realize, like a lot of this has to do with, hey, how does a guy, how a guy plays in practice can be different than how a guy reacts when you actually turn the lights on. Right. And so what Caden has, how he has responded with the lights on, I think it has helped them ramp up the process because he's done so well to say, okay, hey, maybe we can speed this thing up from a coaching perspective and give him a little bit more and a little bit more and let him open it up as he gains more confidence, has more, and has more success. And I think they've They've balanced that out so well. They've had a good measuring stick on, on how, how well he's done and how well he's progressed. And now it's gotten to the point where, like, man, we may have something special here. And think about how much it helps a quarterback's confidence going into this battle, you know, back in fall, that, hey, I don't – I'm not going to get this job swip, uh, stripped away from me yeah. if I make a mistake. Like, they're all in on me if I win this job. And you, you can see the work that he did in the film room to really understand this offense – and you can just tell that, it, like, in game, that confidence in, obviously, is making huge plays. Yeah. Well, and think about this, too. I feel like going into the year, we heard so much about the running backs, the mm -hmm. run game, that I feel like for Salter, he may have even gone into this season thinking, like, okay, we have the weapons. Like, I just need to just not mess up. You know what I mean? Like, just, just make the plays that are there. I don't have to do too much. There's not too much on my plate. But like Joe said, now that you're starting to see him continue to, to learn and grow in this offense, now they can start adding layers to it, and he becomes more of a weapon. I mean, I think it's nine passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Like, he hasn't even been putting Better the ball in dangerous wood. spots. <laughs> yeah. Like, he hasn't. Like, the there's been times where, first. you know, in the red zone, I think back to that New Mexico State game, where maybe a, a year before, he would have tried to fit one in there that mm -hmm. wasn't really there. And he's like, I'm just going to throw it out the back of the end zone. Who cares? We'll, we'll, we'll try it again next play. Like, that's the maturity, too, that you're seeing from him that, that surprises me. Because sometimes when you're an elite athlete, big-time playmaker, that's the hardest thing to do. Think about what we always said with Malik. Like, hey, man, it's okay to throw the ball away sometimes. You're taking big hits. Right. Or, you know, you're put Like, just, just throw it away. But you're such an elite athlete, you always think there's a play to be made. Well, he's showing that maturity 
here, you know, this season early on that we're like, okay, I'll just throw it away. That's fine. I can live with that. And that's kind of that next step of maturity too, that, that, you know, limits what could be a big turnover or a boneheaded play or whatever. Like he's showing growth in that area as well. I think I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but after he scores a touchdown, I really want to see the, is he salt drama? The salt. You need to, do, you you need to get with him on that. I need yeah. to get with him on that. I think one of the coaches did say, but, yeah, really great to see this offense coming alive early in this season. Before we preview FIU, um, what was I going to talk about? Uh, your top players. Who would your top player of the game be? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Caden. Mm -hmm. I mean, Caden. Back-to-back weeks, yeah, I think, for Yacht yeah, Talk. Yeah, I think, I think I just, huh. just he, he is, he's playing at another level right now. And, like, you, when you start, Matt said, you start looking at the stats. And I think one of the things in, in many ways, just to, you know, make the point of this, is that he got, like, there was, like, this cautious optimism about him going into the season, right? And it was like, oh, just manage the game. Don't, don't make any really bad mistakes. But if you go all the way back, and I can't remember, Matt, the game it was that we did his very first start, and it was sort of a rainy, I can't remember who they played, but uh, he played well, didn't play great, but he didn't turn over the football, right, in that game. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's not like this guy has this long history of, oh, he just plays poorly and he throws a ton of interceptions and he's just got to manage the game. I think from his perspective, he looks at it like, wait, I really don't have a history of turning it over. I don't right. turn it over. Let me just go out and do what I do. And then it trusts me to make good decisions when I'm put in bad positions. And so I think that is a, that is a thing. I think what I'm saying there is from, from the mental side of things, I think mentally he is a lot, he's a lot further along than, than people have given him credit for. Remember he was a four star out of, uh, yeah. out of high school, went to Tennessee, you know, came here to Liberty and was in that battle with JB the last few seasons. But yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm going back-to-back -back weeks with Caden Salter as well. And just, I mean, I, I On know. a side note, the guy who really stepped up with Matt said, and I, I believe he's his uh, fantasy Smoot. guy. It's Smoot. Smoot, Smoot yeah, on mean, the Smoot. stat sheet. I have that. <laughs> Smoot on the stat sheet. That's what I had. You know, really came, uh, took me a while to come up with yeah. that one. <laughs> Matt, who's yeah. your player of the yeah, week? Yeah, Smoot on the stat yeah, sheet. <laughs> I, I was going to say Smoot for sure is up there because you're looking for that, like, who can be that other guy that steps up? We saw C.J. Daniels have the big game. Who can be that other guy? Smoot looks like he could be. And then Tyron Dupree. I mean, I as well as he played, he was that close to making a third interception, laying out and almost snagged one. Like, he's, he's a guy that's finally getting – an opportunity to shine mm -hmm. and he he's ready. He's ready for it. Like he's had a great year thus far and both he and Jolly, both like guys, they've been around for a while, but you hadn't seen them in this type of big role and both have been really, really good. And so I'm uh, really happy for a kid like Tyron, who I think it's his sixth year now here. Uh, you'll finally get the opportunity. That reminded me that at the, the press conference last week. I'm like, wait, he was, yeah. he's like, yeah, I think he's been here for 20 or 25 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that, this means that Flames fantasy standings might be a little closer and we're going to just it's leave good. Joe Yock in the dust. I have a it's feeling. Good. I'm not it's trying to project season, anything. Folks. It's a long season. <laughs> um, but we'll yeah, get to that to in be. just a moment. Uh, Post-game celebrations. Any more comments on the bull? <laughs> and, I mean, they even brought in a little Bills Mafia. They threw the bull on the uh, the picnic table thing. I love it. Now, I absolutely now love Joe, it. you might remember this, Joe. I had suggested... Because, you know, it's like, oh, okay, what, what what might they do this week? There's actually kind of a famous story. I think it was the old coach, Jackie Sherrill, who oh, once, yeah. before they played, before his team played Texas, brought a bull into the locker room and castrated it in front of the team. <laughs> uh, that was my suggestion. I suggested that for a post-game celebration. Maybe they pass. just couldn't find, a, maybe they just couldn't find a live bull in time. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but that, animal that rights was, have already been all over yeah, this staff. Let's yeah, just maybe that would have gone. Too, maybe that was going too far. Like yeah. 
Oh my gosh! Remember, you can be a part of the uh, show if you want to join. It's if you Flint want Central. To. If you want uh, yeah. To. After that, yeah. we're probably not. We're not, not. going to force you. It's only if you <laughs> want to. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's part of our mailbag segment, Flame Central at Liberty. We are not like the vaccine. If we you... will not force it. It's only if you want to. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! Uh, the completely... just fell Yeah, out. he's going back upstairs. <laughs> um, if you want me to give you the email, um, I'll mute. Joe Yock's mic uh, in the back in three, two, flamecentral at liberty.edu, which while you're shooting an email there and you're on the World Wide Web, that, we want to give you an wide. opportunity yes. um, to be a part of what Alcova Mortgage oh. is doing with some Liberty alumni. Yeah, Alcova Mortgage, if you are a Liberty alumni, a Liberty employee, Liberty staff, we are offering, if you purchase Refinance House, we're offering up to Five thousand dollars credit. That real That's money? real money. We're oh talking about cold hard cash. So if you needed twenty thousand dollars at closing, you could potentially need need fifteen thousand dollars at closing. So it's a it is a it's a Friends of Liberty program that we have come directly working with Liberty University on this to help people put hardworking Americans put money back in their pocket on their home purchase or refinance. So I love it. Check Yacht it out. Talk, baby. Yes, I better. Uh, Flame Center podcast powered. By Alcova Mortgage. By Alcova Mortgage. Okay, up next for Liberty is FIU, another road game. It seems like they handled this road trip to Buffalo just fine. You know, they're going to Niagara Falls before the game. That was actually yeah. like 20 minutes before. Yeah, they went on the way to the game. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm just joking. Oh, no, I don't want to spread any rumors <laughs> yeah, here. Um, the way. But they are heading to Florida International University down in Miami, Florida. Three straight victories coming from FIU after losing to Louisiana Tech in the season opener. Since then, they've beat Maine, North Texas, in a, um, a close one that they, they finished off against UConn this past week. What do you know about FIU, Matt Warner? Well, they're kind of weird. Uh, like, you look at what they've been. Every game has been within seven points, and you talked about that. They, they've all been tight. Uh, they've only scored more than 24 points once. That was against North Texas, a team that has just an awful defense. And you look at the stats, and it's like they're losing in every category. <laughs> and yet somehow they've been winning games. They only convert 24% of their third down opportunities. They're outgained by their opponents. Like It's been a weird year for them, but they found a way to get it done. After the first game that they lost to Louisiana Tech, they made a change at quarterback. They've gone with the freshman, Kiwan Jenkins, and he's been getting better each week. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't co commit a turnover against UConn, so that's been good. Uh, but, like, you just look at them on paper, and you're like, I don't understand how this has happened. Liberty opened up as around 11-point favorite, so much bigger than what we saw uh, against Buffalo. But I will say this. This is FIU's homecoming. So if they're going to have a good crowd, they're going to have a good environment. Welcome to Miami. This is, this is probably the game to do it with the homecoming game. So, uh, you know, Liberty's going to have to strap it up. And remember, conference game, right? Yep. So we keep going back to this. This means this means a little bit more. You can't go down there and drop a game like this. This is one that you need to take care of business in. But uh, I think Liberty, if, if they perform the way they have been, they should be fine. Right. You got anything on FIU, or I'm going to just go around the CUSA? We're going to go around the CUSA. Western Kentucky, I don't know if you remember, we told you last week, uh, they they played Ohio State. So oh. obviously a really tough Whoa. test, 63-10. to 10. Uh, our boy, I don't have the stats. Guys probably could have hung a hundred if they like. They had, I think, forty-eight at the half. I want to say, uh, yeah. That, I thought that, that would be a lot closer, actually. Yeah, that wasn't very. Pretty. Yeah, because because um, Michigan, Michigan and the well, you got the scores. Michigan okay. Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. Here, go ahead. Um, obviously, Liberty <laughs> took down Buffalo, fifty-five twenty-seven. FIU twenty-four seventeen over UConn. North Texas took down La Tech. 
30, I'm sorry, 40 to 37. Middle Tennessee over Murray State, 35-14. New Mexico State, Diego Pavia. Pavia. 27-17 over New Mexico. A little in-state battle there. And then UTEP yeah. lost to Arizona 31-10. to So that's a look around the CUSA. Um, again, locking back in for this uh, Conference USA opponent for the Flames this week against FIU. So hopefully they pick up right where they left off. I'm sure they'll have a great week of practice here. Tombstone Tuesday tomorrow. It's Tombstone we, Tuesday. We never told you about that. The, talk about no. a cliffhanger. You know, two shows removed. We're going to tell you what Tombstone Tuesday means. And We, we always pay off our teases. You we always pay it off. You can't say bloodbath because that's oh, too offensive. Don't so do, Tombstone Tuesday is okay. actually a, a nicer way the Flames have because I think they used to use bloodbath at um, Coastal Carolina. Oh, but anyways, that's another little tease for the field hockey yeah. talk in just a moment. But Tombstone Tuesday Tombstone. is like you got to lock into practice today. Yeah. Like obviously you have to be locked in every single day. Hole. But th that that is their practice where everyone is just hitting hard and, and getting it all um, you know, setting the tone for the week. So that's what Tombstone Tuesday is. Sorry we kept you hanging yeah. for so long on that. Okay, let's get to the Flames fantasy draft while Matt pulls Ooh. up the numbers on that. I, I cannot wait to get to the bold predictions. We don't need the numbers. I think Damien Sorlette called me out because I think I said three Liberty players are going to finish with 100 yards. Maybe I didn't. We'll have Through to roll the, the tape back. But I'm just telling you right now, I think that I hit my bold prediction uh, pretty well, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Flames fantasy draft stand uh, updates. Yeah. Matt Warner. It's not a draft oh, anymore. Like. Yeah, let's let's start with Joe. League. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's let's start with Joe. It was a tough week, tough <laughs> week for Joe. Music. Uh, obviously, Bomb Blues injury didn't help. Uh, his leading score was Quentin Reese uh, with seven points. Joe That's finished defender, the week with. That's my leading yeah. score. <laughs> yeah, Joe finished the week with sixteen point three oh. points. For a total of 73.3. Wow. So that's, that's what I he think has I right scored now. that in the first quarter. Continue. Emily, <laughs> Emily was led by CJ Daniels once again. He had 18.6, and she got contributions up and out. Even the Austin Henderson got a touchdown late, which helped her. I knew she I should have drafted four, him first. She scored 41 points, and she has 41. 102 now on the year. So she's a 102. And then finally, my team, Smoot, had almost 24 points. Tyron Dupree had 18 and a oh, half. Those two guys so carry me. I put up 50 points this oh, week. Oh, my. And so I have a total of 119.8. So, All right. Uh, Wait, what's, what's that, Joe's those, final? What, what is it? Uh, 73.3. That's okay. So he's got some more to do. <laughs> and Joe now, Joe now will have the opportunity, we think, yeah. to utilize the injury clause. Yeah, we're going in, we're if Vaughn Blue we, is going to be out right. for a little bit, we're going he to can the portal. swap out for, for if he goes to the portal. Love yeah. portal. To see it. Yeah. Bold predictions. We, uh, you know, yeah, obviously, well, it's a, I mean, I think the, the, the segment. Where's bold predictions? Bold predictions. Bold right predictions. Here. I got um, you right they, here. They basically uh, got the bold speak for themselves. We predict things that are very bold. Uh, Joe <laughs> predicted Liberty to hold Buffalo under 200 total yards <clears throat> and win 49 to 7. Wow, yeah. Wow, yeah, that who, was actually who, yeah, good. That's a predictable the blowout. Yes, I pr I was the only one who predicted the yeah, blowout. Yeah, Matt thought it was going to be close. I'm yeah. going to go tell Jamie Chapman. Blowout, thank this you. Podcast, actually. Thank Emily. You. Wait, hold on. Emily. How many yards do they have? Yeah, what right was here. it? You have it in front of you? Yeah. Um, Total yards. yards. 87. Uh, yeah, not under 200. Yeah, thank under you. 200. He's bold. He's a predictor. Yeah. He's yuck talk, baby. It's not under 200. It's under 200 yeah. and a blowout. Thank no. you. Joe wins once no, again. No, on the ground? 
Oh, I said no. Totally. Oh, no. Yeah, I won again. Totally. All right, go okay. ahead. Anyways, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Emily, Emily had three flames rushed for over a 100 yeah, yards. Yeah, fat uh, chance of that. I didn't, and, I, I didn't mean to say rushed. Yeah, and Liberty, <laughs> and Liberty went 42-14. So her, her oh. score is pretty Oh, mine was oh, you I didn't realize yeah. you Yeah, Matt's well. like, oh, it's going to be 27-24 oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. I took Tegan Lindering <laughs> to make the game-winning field goal. Not on the roster by game time. Uh, so I was out of the running. What a bold I was out of the running before they even Dude. kicked it off. Uh, Nick Brown was too. So, yeah, and I literally went in by the a The other guy goal. isn't even on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. not even on the so, roster. We'll get more information so that on that That's the tomorrow. worst. If we had to make a segment on the worst yeah. bowl prediction in history, a bowl prediction, that, yeah. that one is hands down yeah, the winner. Yeah, but he's crushing us in Flames Fantasy. I might so. as well have picked Malik Willis to throw a touchdown <laughs> in the game or something. Like someone that's just not, yeah. Oh, man. Well, Malik oh, wow. didn't play in the NFL yeah. yesterday. However, Demario Douglas had two uh, catches for, I believe, 19 yards. I could be wrong on that. But yeah, um, the those fumble. are too yeah, he had a fumble, which kind of—I I don't know how much he got out there after that, but unfortunately, yeah, because those two catches are pretty early. Yeah, yeah. But was their main punt returner though too, so he got a lot of action out there in that. Right, really, really trying to get up to New them. England to uh, catch up with Demario Douglas. So we'll keep you in the loop oh, nice. from that. We have a great story coming out on Flame Central this week on Quentin Cooley, uh, really, really brave uh, yeah. guy who who shared his story and and about his his childhood. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, not going in the fire again until that home game, October 5th. So we have some great features coming your way in the meantime. Okay, let's uh, do bold predictions against FIU. And then actually think on that, Matt Warner. I think we have a little yes. rant coming from Joe Yock because um, huge rivalry between Liberty and ODU field hockey. They um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> The oh, Flames God. shut out Old Dominion 2-0 on Friday night, okay? Yeah. Leading up to the game, I don't know exactly how it happened, but I, I think head coach Nikki Parsley-Blocker said something about it being a bloodbath because this is just like a huge rivalry that's been going on Super for years. Super physical. It's, I mean, yeah, this is an, an intense rivalry. That is just a, something that you say in sports. It's going to be a bloodbath. Right. I don't know how it was said, whatever. But the head field hockey coach for ODU went to social media on this whole rant about how you shouldn't say that, it's inappropriate, it's disrespectful. Well, then he got shut out, so that pretty much spoke for itself. But, Joe Yock, what is your stance on just like, I don't know, people, I, I do want to have some feelings here for other people, but in terms of sports, is this kind of talk acceptable and or disrespectful? I mean, Matt, you sure you want me to take on this topic? <laughs> We're gonna Are get you sure you out. want me to be the one guy speaking on this? I Just did pause see... between sentences so we can edit. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll, get some, we'll get some pause. <laughs> we yeah. No, it's not bad. So I did, I did wake up and see that him go on this little thing about the about it being a bloodbath, and then he tried to re relate that to. Obviously, he said his son got in an accident, and that you know he didn't want to show up for that to be a bloodbath. But I was like. I guess the best way to describe this is go to a social media post and then the best way to tell how people respond to something is read the comments. Exactly. <laughs> and so, is so, so true. this is like a, this is a truly read the comments moment, but come on. Like let's be real here. Like there's football teams that okay, hey, hey, we're getting ready to go play a football game, we're going to war, right? That's said all the time in it, it's a figure of speech. Right. Okay, nobody's going to war. Nobody's, you know, like nobody, nobody in the field hockey world wants there to be uh, the opponent's blood spilled off. I mean, it's a figure of speech. It's just ridiculous. It was so 2023 
on the soft side of the of this world. It, it's it, it was unbelievable. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, do you really think that people think that they that the Liberty coaches, the Liberty players are going in there to really try to injure people and, and cause a bloodbath? It means you're gonna play hard, you're gonna play physical, you're gonna do what you gotta do. You wanna win the game, shake hands, move on. I mean, it was like, come on. And then just the whole sound of it was just there, grossly I, soft. Oh man, I wish I looked this up before. Is that, too, was, is that too hard? Is that too No, hard? no. And I'll just say like. I'm glad she didn't say that it was going to be a barn burner because there have been people that have lost barns to fires. You know what I mean? Like there, that like that yes, has happened. That's their livelihood. You know, it's like what, what you could find any phrase like that that you're going to say, oh, it's going to be a shootout. You but, could turn that like, come on. Like here, everybody knows what it is. Here, here, here here's it's my weak. point. Like, it how, wasn't going to be a shootout. How, it was a shutout. It was a shutout. <laughs> that's a pack line defense, exactly, baby. Exactly. That's, that's a pack, pack line. line but baby. but here's here's what you have to here's you have to put it through your head. You have to be so offended that by that. And then put it through your head and sit down and really think about it and go, you know what? I'm going to go to social media with this. Not just I think also it. don't think, Come on, Joe, as a coach, as a coach, Come on. do you feel like if you're like that almost like. Uh, that's not, if I'm a, a coach, if I'm a player for that. Right. It doesn't give yeah. off a feeling of like, like strength and confidence. Like when you're like, oh, oh, like I've got to go to like, come on. Like I mean, we all know what it is. And as a player, you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I think even as a player, if my coach did that, I'd be like, what? I mean, that you was a, that, that, and, the, and the bottom line is that was a 2-0 game. And f to be honest, it was a defensive bloodbath for Liberty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, I can't find the comment, but it was like, this is one of the people that, you know, took PE out of our class schedules or something. It was, I don't know. It was a, it was yeah. a funny comment. Comments but you know what? You know what? This round. I, this rivalry isn't going away. I it know. Going you away. just made it like, that much worse. Yeah. That much worse. Okay, bold predictions. Looking ahead to FIU, what are we going with? Matt Warner, we start with you. Well, actually, uh, maybe. Are you sure you don't want to sit out of this one? <laughs> uh, yeah. My bold Stick with the kicker. Uh, Stick with the kicker. Maybe I shouldn't mention anybody by name. Like, maybe I should <laughs> just steer clear of that. Uh, I'm going to go with, in this ball game. I'm going to go with uh, Liberty Forces, four turnovers. And I'm going to say uh, two tight end touchdowns. Does that work for you? And then do, what do you want, a score? Yeah, give, me a, say, yeah, give uh, a score. Get a score, Matt Warner. What, what's 11 point, say, 11 point favorites if the Flames come out? I believe that's the opening. I'm going to say 38-17 Liberty. Okay. Um, see, how bold is it if I say, oh, he's going to throw for five touchdowns because he just did that. Go ahead. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right, my go. bold prediction is that I need some flame fantasy points. <laughs> okay? okay? I need some flame fantasy points, oh and I need gosh. a guy who is a player to deliver for me, and that is Quentin Reese. Quentin Reese gets two interceptions, and ha I'm not stopping there. You think I'm stopping there, Matt Warren? No, I'm not no, stopping no. there. Quentin Reese gets two interceptions, one forced fumble. Whoa, we're, we're going by name, Yacht Talk. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, 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 folks, we got another good old-fashioned blowout on our hands. Mm -hmm. It's an old-fashioned one. It's not a new-age one. It's an old-fashioned blowout. Wait, is it going to be it's a bloodbath? It's Barry Switzer <laughs> and the Oklahoma Sooners running the triple option with Jamel Holloway and the whole crew. We're going back. If you know those names, we're going back. Yeah. We're talking Flames 55, FIU 7. Wow. Bloodbath. homecoming. Absolute bloodbath. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. You just always push it just a little too far, don't I, Matt? Yeah. Just a little touch. Yeah, you do. I'm going to go 
Caden Salter is going to throw for over 350 yards and then pick up 100 yards on the ground. <laughs> Having back-to-back -back games like that is... 350. He'll throw for 350 all day long. That's not bold. Give me something bold. How many 350 touchdowns? 350 passing, 100 rushing. Run, oh, 100 okay. You're, rushing. you're adding yes, 100 I'm rushing? Adding, you don't... If okay. you... If you okay, I'll listen. Just continue to interrupt people, then they can never finish oh, their sentence. Yeah, now I know how Jason feels. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's Sorry, actually Sorry, Jason. <laughs> um, why don't I do 48-14 final score? Yeah. Coaches are going to start feeling the pressure. I know. So every, week, every week that's you show them you got to blow people no, out. That's Chad why we don't. You created this mess, Chadwell. <laughs> Chadwell, you created like, this mess. Yeah. yeah. What did? How much did Emily say we went by? All right, yeah, let's, tack, let's see if we tack one more on late. <laughs> that's why we don't cheese with those like bold predictions yeah, on, exactly. on social media. You got to really listen. And there's no way anyone's listening this long. They're not show. listening this long. Yeah. They're not listening. Um, okay. Thanks so much for listening or watching. Oh, by the way, quick note, women's soccer remains undefeated to finish their non-conference schedule. Pretty impressive. Really excited to see they're what they're balling. going to be, what yeah. they are going to do in the CUSA. How's volleyball doing? We got any update on volleyball? Um, really, really tough tournament that they were in, in in Texas. They're coming home. They should be home, um, I think, for a match here in the next couple of days. But they they dropped a, a few. Yeah, and, the, the but I mean, they're playing, they're playing the Aggies yeah. Yeah, and, and some them. SEC teams. Yeah, so um, it'll be great, great uh, preparation for conference play. So really looking forward to that. All right, thanks again for listening and watching. Thanks to Matt Warner for taking oh, yeah. some of his vacation time out to really – I mean, he's really the only one that prepares for this show. So if we didn't have him, this thing would have been you a know, complete train wreck. I also want to say thanks to Matt Warner because he supplied me with this – with this nice liberty all over thing going. I really like this, Matt. Yeah, you should start yeah, training for that yeah, mile yeah. so it like it, is a it, little bit more. It shows off my guns really well. <laughs> I told you to keep that quiet because now everybody's going to be coming to my office trying to <laughs> trying to trying to loot yourself. your desk. Yeah. I think yeah. I touched on it. I don't even know what else we. What missed, else we but got? Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, we'll powered. see you. It's powered by Alcova Mortgage. We'll see you right back here next Monday.